0: Welcome to Thrive Podcast. Here you'll find our weekly sermons, songs, and different other types of content. Subscribe now so you don't miss a thing. In chapter two, you get to see him talking about do not do anything in selfish ambition, and then he goes like in our relationship with one another, let's have let's have the cult, the, the nature of Christ, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God. And he goes on and goes on right, and then he goes on and say for it God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill His good purpose. So God will act in you. God will give you the willingness to have goodwill, to, to, to do the right things. And then Paul starts chapter 3 by saying, Further, okay, it's not about just doing good. It's not just about doing bad. It's not about just like reaching out. It's not about just change, like trying to look like Christians. But in doing so, in being a real Christian, there is problems. There'll be, there'll be hard times. There'll be, there'll be tough times. And in those tough times or in those good times, it's not where you go like, uh, look, I am uh, from this tribe. And I have this amount of money or I have this locate, this amount of uh, steps. But it's standing and go like, you know what? I got Jesus on my side. And remember when we talked in the beginning, Jesus is not just a God that sits on a throne and goes like, place, change with us. He's a partner. Does it make sense? What do you do if you have a partner? Do you just decide on some things? No, you talk to your partner. If me and Kudzi were to invest in something, and Kudzi doesn't want to invest in anything with me, but we were to invest in something, do you think I would take our money and invest in someone without talking to him? Would that be the right move? That would be a wrong move, right? That would be a bad move. That doesn't show partnership, that doesn't show trust. Are we together? So imagine Jesus being a partner. And not just any partner. He knows the future. And we're sitting here trying to figure it all out. We're trying to go like, wait, Jesus, I got this. It's like, I made you. I know what's up. I know what's about to happen. But will like, I? Nuh-uh. Wanna take control. That's human nature. Isn't it? It's a human nature. So Paul is trying to say, look, furthermore, there's gonna be a lot of things. Then he goes like, take care watch out for those dogs watch out for those who try to take you away and there's something I want to go dive into as well Do you know the part where Paul goes like rejoice in the Lord this is a fitting theme for the whole later Paul shared with the Philippians the principle of being able to rejoice in the Lord not in circumstances or in situation, but in the Lord who works all things together for good. So, did Paul say rejoice when you're happy? Did Paul say rejoice when you're sad? Did Paul say rejoice in the Lord at any time? If my joy, if my love for Christ depends on the circumstances, then there's a problem. God gives and takes away, and yet praise be the name of. Then he goes on saying, "Beware of the dogs." We just read that earlier. This was a harsh reference to the troublemaking legalistic legalistic who attempted to deceive the Philippines. Dogs is exactly the term for contempt Jew Jews who would use would use against Gentiles. Paul said a lot by using this word against, these Jewish influenced legalists. The herd of dogs, which prowl about eastern cities, without a home and without an owner, feeding on the refuse and filth of the streets, quarreling among themselves, and attacking the passerby, explaining the application of the image. That's what dog means. Don't be like the dogs. Go on a pack. Eat what's left over. And then fight amongst each other. And try to bring fights within a group as well. Therefore, to be aware of men of quarrelsome and contentious spirit who under the guise of religion hide impure and clean things and who are not only defied but defiling in their influence. As Thrive members, as people... As thrive, our ourselves, impacting our area of influence. So are you influencing as a Christian or are you influencing like a dog? According to Paul's description. Are you influencing your area of impact? Where you work, where you learn, your family. As a Christian, as someone that follows Christ, or as somebody that's just like, you know, Just living life, chilling, chilling, killing with the crowd. You know, just moving around. And you know, like you see Christians like, I'm a Christian. Wolf in the clothing of a sheep. Check yourself. Check yourself. So it's a very big challenge from Paul to these people of Philippians. He's not just sitting down in prison and go like, yo, I'm in prison and this is no good, blah, blah, But He's like, no, wait, look, I gotta encourage these people. I gotta tell them what's up. I gotta tell them what got me to prison. What got me to prison is not that I did something wrong, I just did something right and they don't like it so they put me in prison. <laughs> so I'm telling you what I did. Let me encourage you to do what's right. Let me encourage you. Imagine somebody that's about to be killed. Well, actually, forget killed. He doesn't know what's gonna happen to him. He's waiting. For the for the judge to say something about it. He doesn't know if it's gonna die, he's going to die. He doesn't know if he's going to live. He doesn't know what's going to happen. And yet those guys saying, look. Lean on the Lord. Rejoice. So, that's what I have for us today.